Uh, Ted, toothbrush. Don't forget your toothbrush. And maybe bring two. I mean, a good double-ended toothbrush. If you think the prototype is ready, go ahead. Added benefit, if you get your best friend there in the mirror, you can brush your teeth at the same time. Just put your heads really close and ch-ch-ch. Ted, I've heard the pitch a million times and every time I say, I'm in. I mean, I've given you literally all of my money. I gave you as much of Corey's and Seth's as I could get my hands on. I think that the double-ended toothbrush is a fantastic idea. But I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Shout out Marvin. If you're not careful, you could get it stuck in your mouth. I mean, but Marvin tried both ends at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, we're going to put. I have to put a little sticker on it for POS idiots like Marvin. One end at a time. Thank you for being that first purchaser, Marvin. But one end at a time. Don't double dip. I mean, that said, it must have been heaven that minute where he had it working before it just kind of got stuck in there. Probably the best moment of his life, to be honest. Not hard. Low bar, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know some people, shout out Darby, speaking of POS idiots, some people said, Ted, you're never going to sell a toothbrush that requires two people to operate. And Darby, shout out, that's why you live in singles housing here like a moron. That's why we dream and you snooze. It's called building community. In this moment in time where there's an endemic of loneliness going on, I think dads, fathers, even mommies and sons want a double-ended toothbrush so they can say, hey, come lend me a hand. Get your mouth on there. We can both go. So, guys, the mole, molar, mole, mole, what does it stand for again? I have never understood the name at all. Well, it has to do with Darth Maul and molar and... Oh, Darth Maul's... Darth Maul multi-mol... Darth Maul's multi-molar... Multi-mol for your molars. Darth Maul's multi-molar mall, I think is what you said. Darth Maul's multi-molar mall. And the name is fantastic. Thank you. I think that Gareth is testing the toothbrush too hard. And I know you'll say some people brush that hard. Well, you know, look, in the Second World War, when Einstein showed up at MIT and was like, I live here now... They said, yes, sir, what do you need? Yeah, because they wanted to know what E equaled. They needed to know what E equaled. And he said, I'm going to need nice fruits, top quality. And they shipped all that in at great expense because it was the wartime. Yeah, I mean, you've seen Oppenheimer. I haven't, so I'll take your word for it. Yes, I've seen Oppenheimer, so I understand. Um... I'm going to pack my double-ended toothbrush to go to space with Elon. Yes, right. Sorry, that was the point. Yeah. Sorry, folks, by the way. What Ted and I are talking about here, obviously, is a um, huge announcement today. I, this is coming straight from the New York Times, which generally I am pretty dubious of. But this is, um, well, as Elon himself says, don't believe what you hear, believe what you see. And I am seeing an article right here in the New York Times that says, Elon Musk says, SpaceX could land on Mars In three to four years. So it's time to get ready to go. So, yeah, basically we're getting ready. And, Ted, I'm so excited. I mean, what's so crazy to me about this story is Elon has been put through it recently. They don't like his putting on a hat backwards the wrong way. They don't like any part of him how he looks. Like, bad from any angle, they say. They don't like his sweaty hands on a 50 caliber gun. They say there's no way you could keep your hands on that smooth shaft without it slipping. Your palms are too sweaty. There must be a cord. Palms are too sweaty. Mom's spaghetti throw up on his sweater already. Yes. They say that no one wants to advertise on his website anymore because it doesn't work anymore because it's bad to use anymore and because it's full of freaks and weirdos, they say. You know, with woke, of course, they're saying this. Sure. And and that's granted that this is all with woke. They say that his Teslas um, crash and blow up all the time. And I will admit, 
as a citizen journalist, our Tesla did blow up, but but it, a flame arrow was involved. It didn't blow up while we were driving it. It had completely stopped working by then. It was blown up by a rabble of crazed fathers and one uncle and my son. And a very good shot, I'll say. Right in the battery, yeah. So people are saying all this about Elon, and I love that he chose this moment to make this amazing announcement. I mean, what incredible timing. Well, hey, look, it sounds like the classic dad maneuver. Mm. Oh, wow, you don't ever talk to us anymore. There's no connection here. We feel like we're all living in a space together and there's nothing here. Emmett lashes out at you, but he really looks up to you, too. Right, and the classic dad response of, well, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You want me to move out so much? Okay, well, we'll see how you feel when I'm out of here. Three to four years, I'll be out of here. There's also another dad maneuver going on here that I love, which is, of course, you're sitting at the dining room table and it's just like, you're always on your phone. And when you're not on your phone, you're saying stupid BS and your stupid friend is here again. And, you know, at this point, I think it would be better for Corey if you're not even around anymore. And by mm-hmm. the way, I have a friend coming over later. So, And you just smile, smile, smile. And then once all the rabble dies down, you say... I'm going to invent a real-life lightsaber. I'm going to build a smokestack. What are you going to do with the smokestack? And like, well, smelt something, obviously. Obviously. We'll be making ingots. So happens, Tim is doing some mining. Mm-hmm. And apologies on that front. When I was digging in the backyard, I did think I found some copper. I think it was just city water main. Well, I know now that it definitely was the city water main. So, yeah, we're going to Mars in three years. But it feels like tomorrow, honestly. It feels so soon. And I think, Ted, the thing is, it might be tomorrow. Because he Mm. says, let me just read the headline here. I'm going to do a close reading here because we are citizen journalists. It says, Elon Musk says SpaceX could land on Mars in three to four years. (laughs) So It's going to take a little while in space. (laughs) It's going to take a little while to get there. I mean, let's see. To get from my house to your warehouse, it takes me... 27 minutes. So that times, I don't know, a million? Yeah. Which gets back to the point, Ted, we should really get our ass together because I do think we could get the call any minute now. Yeah, we're ready. Just come get this. Send the van. And hey, if we get there, Tim, and they hand us a crash test dummy hat and they say, I'm sorry, but you're going to be on the outside, not the inside. I'd say... Here we go. Oh, absolutely. No, I welcome it. I want to I want to actually take this opportunity, Ted. Thank you for mentioning that. I want to just stress, we said this before, but I want to just say right now, Elon, we are down for whatever. We will absolutely. do it. Is there a job you won't do? We'll do it. Is there a job no one will do? We'll, we'll do it. Let's say there's an experiment where you, you're like, oh, I wonder what happens when you flush someone out the spaceship toilet. I'm down. I'll do it. But I would love to do it within. I'd like to see. I'd like to see old red first. You know, sorry. Call me sentimental. But I'd like to be able to tell my kids I at least saw Mars. I'd like to test the effects of Mars's gravity on on Pepto. Oh, definitely. And, and, And for what it's worth, Elon, if you need to know what happens when you flush a dad out of toilet, I'll do it, obviously. If all things were equal and it was like, see what happens when you eat like a ton of gummy worms on Mars also would do that one. Because we're going to be starting from square one on Mars, Ted. We can't take anything for granted. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, I'd say we know some things that are going to happen. Number one, we know it's going to be red. Number two, we know that Twitter... I mean, so sorry. X.com. We know that X.com will be the only website allowed. Yes. We know that when there are roads on Mars, obviously, Tesla's everywhere. Then beyond that, all I know is that it's just going to be a good time. Memes. I know there won't be any drama. Well, I, if there is drama, it'll all be who's getting epically owned today. Right, right. I'm sure everyone's going to have a turn where it's like, this week, Elon's going to hassle 
team. Elon has to own people. He has to be epic. And you can't own someone without there being an owny. Yes. And it's not going to be personal. It's not going to be like, shout out Stefan and Bronson, who, I mean, I love him. I love the boys to death. But, you know, they can give it out. And it's not always fun. What have they said to you? Oh, it's just nothing even that specific. Go on, tell me. Stop calling. You know, that's a common one. Are they being mean to you? Have they said anything mean to you? It's like gentle ribbing between friends. Shout out Stefan and Bronson. Look, it goes both ways, wow. Ted. Shout out Stefan and Bronson. I might say to them, hey, Stefan, you look like you could pick Bronson up and throw him up in the air like a pizza pie and spin him if you wanted to. And I bet it would be fun for Bronson too. Like that's how I tease them. And then they might say back to me, you know, you look like a little... Hmm. You look like a slimy toad. Cover your mouth when you cough. It's not very nice, is it? No, but it, you know, it's just, it's just, it, it's, it. They can just be a little exclusive, you know. I, I appreciate this information, uh, Tim. And if they want their allowance, you know, I'm gonna have to have a talk to them. No, no, it's, it's Ted. I don't want you to get involved. I only meant the nice thing about getting owned by Elon is that it wouldn't sting as much because you know you know that he would be just doing it in the spirit of being epic well yeah and also you know that he has to do it to someone exactly it's like living with a vampire and being like today's my turn please suck my blood he's gotta suck you gotta suck elon if he's not sucking he's just gonna pop like a boil yeah it looks like he's ready to go and the other nice thing about drama on mars ted is like first of all it's gonna be dads only so like so much drama cut out right away obviously second of all like if there is any drama or beef or anyone being kind of like petty airlock flush bye bye easy easy and that's also going to be i'm excited for there to be like a strict law and order system where there's just no tolerance whatsoever well you know with woke so oh ted wait don't forget your t-shirt don't forget your nice blue t-shirt oh you like that one i like your blue shorts the cargo ones i was gonna bring my blue shorts i mean does it this might sound kind of crazy ted i wasn't even gonna bring long pants i don't think you need them i just figure on mars it's gonna be hot like yeah. it's, it's 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 red i wouldn't bring him ted wait i hope he doesn't call before dinner tonight oh no that would be so sad if we didn't get to pull our prank on your dad and your stepbrother uh, look if i don't get to reconcile with my real dad at dinner tonight because Elon asked me to get on a Falcon 9 to blast off to Mars, presumably to never leave and to live in a commune with him where he epically owns us every day with the threat of being vacuumed into space through the toilet, then am I going to choose the dad that's been there for me forever, Elon, or the dad that pushed me in repeatedly because he thought it would be a way of making me tough and teaching me how to swim quite well, which I incidentally can do, but no thanks to you. Gerald. Yeah. I think I know what I'm going to choose. I think if I had to go flushed in the toilet, I think I would do feet first instead of head. I want to go natural. Should we start the show? Let's start Tep Talk. Tep Talk, your number one source for Tep news, information, gossip, and gossip. Also, and gossip. And gossip. Uh, uh, yep, exactly. Um, and Ted, actually, that is one thing tonight I think it's going to be important at dinner that yes. you not interrupt me. Just because as your father, obviously as Tim, as your friend, mm. we're even footing. We're, it's all fine. But I'm just, when I'm your father later, we want to model like such a respectful and good relationship. You want me to show you deference. Exactly. exactly. Well, not an undue amount of deference. I just think that you think about what we're modeling for Gerald and for mm. Kyle and the envy we're trying to inspire in them. I think just it would do well if you, you know, just model a sort of archetypical son. Got it. Just a note. Sorry, I, I know we've worked on this so much. I don't mean to keep loading you up with notes. That's just one, just no, one more no, thought. No, no, no. You want to be treated like I wish Emmett treated me. 
Okay. Exactly. Okay. Like a daddy, yeah. like a, okay. like a father, you know, cause I am, okay. you know, sorry folks, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I am one of your hosts, Tep Tim, Tep expert level two genius, soon to be commander of something on Mars, I assume, hopefully zoning out, but maybe I'll, my body will be put to use as a sort of like what happens when you light it on fire type of situation. I don't know, but I'm happy to serve. And also former Tesla owner, woodblock player, Best Buy exile, and uh, Ted's father, uh, fake, fake, fake father. And in the other corner, it is the illustrious little baby boy, Tep Ted Steiner. Coochie, coochie, coo. Son of a fancy Englishman. Yes. Your illustrious co-host of Patep Talk podcast, now number one podcast across the world. And uh, you're listening to us from our gleaming Tep Talk studios. And I'm here with my most wonderful and righteous daddy. Yes. My real daddy. The big beautiful man who pulled me out of academia and shook me off and together mm. we taught each other what love and family could really be in the hills of Tuscany. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's me, Tep Ted Steiner. Yes, that's right. And Ted, um, that was good. I think you, I, I, can I give you a note? Yes. Okay. I think it's a really nice idea that our podcast is number one podcast yeah. in the world. I agree with you that that will impress and probably intimidate your father, Gerald. I think, yeah. I, totally. I think it would be, it's an awesome thing to tell him. I just, I, I'm i sorry. I, I, I'm not trying to give you notes here in a negative way. I'm just trying to say like. What? It's technically not in this current moment in time, space time. It's not technically number one. Now, your dad is an older POS. Yeah. I'm hoping he takes you at your word when you say it's number one. I mean, assertion goes a long way, but we have to keep in mind, he's going to have his idiot stepson Kyle there, who's probably a, a younger, tep-savvy man. I'm just worried, Ted. I'm just trying to I give us... We ne- we've been yeah. working on an airtight case going into this dinner. And number one podcast has holes, is what you're saying. I'm saying you sell it well. I just think it's an easy one to poke. Okay, you make a good point. Yeah, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is that if I say, dear Gerald, did you know also, guess what? I am uh, have the one number one podcast in the world. And imagine Kyle's like gone to use the bathroom probably to be weird. And then he comes back and imagine he whispers in Gerald's ear. Late is the hour that this podcaster shows up. Well, that would be an amazing reference if he said that. I'd honestly have to give him a small amount of kudos if he did that. I mm. think more likely is he'd be like, oh, Gerald, I looked up what Ted said and his podcast isn't number one on iTunes. In fact, it's not even in the top 200. In fact, the only thing I could find about the podcast is this news article about someone named Randy Ramirez who said that he got emotional damages and sued them for a quarter of a million dollars. Mm. Sorry, and folks, by the way, sorry, we're um, a little distracted today because we have a really rather uh, big dinner happening tonight. Yeah, it is kind of exciting for context. If you're just joining us now on your Tep Talk journey, what are you doing? Go back to the start. P*** off. You're not welcome here. Go back to the start and earn it. And if you have heard the whole way, I'm just going to recap a bit of context for you in that one of funny little prank month that Tim and I decided to get our S together with the lead singer of Smash Mouth, or so we thought, I sent a very funny joke, very joke email to my 
dad pranking him into believing that I wanted a reunion with him to settle old scores and get over our BS, as I haven't seen him in 20 years. And what makes it (laughs) extra funny is not only have you not talked to him in 20 years, he was such a bad dad that like he's probably been just dying for the last two decades with like internalized shame. I mean, maybe even externalized shame, but at the very least, it's been eating him up inside. I mean, it has to. It has to. You can't bury that stuff uh, deep enough that it really goes away. It always gets you eventually, you know? Yeah, it it just lives behind your eyes when you go to bed at night and then Eggman puts it in the wall of the tower where it just sort of sits you know, exactly. No, totally. And it's just, just it, you know, you have to think even some people who didn't get a chance to, to, to apologize, you have to think on some level they felt bad before they did. Right. Like some people have to, they have to realize what they did to you on some level. So that's what makes it really funny. Yeah. Well, here's the funny part of this whole thing is that we actually emailed him. He actually said, oh, yeah, I want to meet up and, and like, get to know you again. And also, P.S., you have a stepbrother. Yes, <laughs> and we just... actually said, yeah, okay, let's meet up. <laughs> okay, uh, LOL, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So we're going to dinner tonight with Ted's dad for, like, this kind of, like, reunion after 20 years of, I guess, E, estrangement. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And also, listeners, just to, a point of order here, just to clarify, Ted really wanted me to come, but he was nervous that if I went as myself, I might... Get your A-B. Be my A-B by yeah. Kyle his stepbrother who's like probably an evil man and so ted insisted that i be his new father so i'm gonna go Mm. undercover i think it's just simpler rather than saying here's my friend tim it makes a little more sense if i go as your father your your new your stepfather father yeah and it serves the added benefit of making my real father jealous yeah it's a little bit of a uh be careful what you taste because you might have to eat it again no be careful what you eat because you might taste what is it what's the saying don't eat what you can't taste don't lick something if you're not ready to swallow it yeah yeah so dinner's tonight dinner's tonight very excited uh we're gonna actually have to we can't record for too long today ted because um well you need to come pick me up and we're gonna have to be a little deliberate on that because old darbarino grooving bs is very concerned about this whole dinner thing and he's he wants to he wants to talk i want to talk to ted when he gets here and and um oh, see if he thinks it's it. such a good idea <laughs> okay i i know exactly how this conversation is going to go down he'll say something like <laughs> i'm really concerned that you guys are uh, bringing a lot of delusion into this very important meeting with a member of your family and take it from one who's lost a dear member of a family. You never get a chance to go back. There's so many things I wish I had said. And I have the perfect answer. I'll say, "Uh, Tim, is the PNS boy speaking to me? I believe he is, Ted, although it sounds to me just like the running of urine down a trough. Uh I curse you. I curse you. I curse you. Zip. Zap and zop, and that'll be that. He'll run away. Yeah, and I, bottom line is run away because I don't. I think he's Darby's got very thick skin, you know, and thick thick thumb skin, particularly from playing the bass. Shout out, Darby. Oh, yeah. He can bedong do 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 do. Yeah, are you still playing the woodblock accompanying him? Well, I I'm kind of into like polyrhythms, which to Darby just sound off beat. Well, learn to listen, Darb. 
Yeah, that's kind of the point. Like, I, I guess to a Western ear, sure. Have you ever listened to Tools? Have you ever listened to Fella Cutie? Have you ever listened to Meshuggah Cube? He's like, no, one, two, three, four. I'm like, Darby, I'm on seven. And to be perfectly honest, I don't entirely understand what he means. Oh, but you know who I've actually been seeing lately? Who? Marvin. Oh. Oh my gosh, wait, Ted, I've been dying to tell you. I totally forgot. I was so excited to tell you this. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Marvin and Darby have like a little band. Wait, what? Yeah. The first time Marvin came over, I was just like, Marvin, okay. I didn't call you. What are you doing here? And he was like, oh, um, well, um, I'm just done. Then Darby was like, oh, he's here to help me. And then they just disappeared. And I thought at first they were making out. Yeah. Clearly. Which is married. what I told yeah. people. I told a lot of people that. I assume so when you said it. So wait. But I was a little bit of a sneaky dad, Ted, because they were in there and they were, I was like, what are they doing in there? What you know how I am. I just wanted to know, wanted to know, wanted to know. They got to know. So you know that thing in movies where they like cut tiny little pinholes in like a painting so they can like see through the eyes of the painting? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took a cutting board and I smashed a hole through the wall. Well, there's thin walls at those apartments. I mean, shout out the crying. Well, no one wants to invest in fathers. What did you see through the hole? They were playing music. They were being so quiet because they were, I think they were embarrassed and rightfully so. Darby was playing bass and Marvin, Ted, I mean, you don't even have to guess. You know, you know what Marvin plays. Keyboard. <sighs> right? I was like, Marvin, you never told me you played the keyboard. And he was like, I told you so many times, Tim. So that's what the poster for the Pilot Boys is. Yeah, the flyer that says, like, looking for a drummer, looking for a guitarist. So when we called the number, that's why it hung up so quickly. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, can you guys play Sunshine of Your Love? And they gave each other a look that, to me, communicated, we don't know how, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So that's the latest from Casa del Padre's estate. There are a couple of POS dads are uh, playing in a wannabe. It's kind of pathetic, Ted, if I'm being honest. It's like, what do you think you're going to be? Rock stars? Your middle-aged dads? Who's going to see that? Who's going to come out? I guess dads might come out. Well, that's true. Okay, so wait. They've got bass and they've got a keyboard. Now, the keyboard can make a da-da-dong-dong drum sounds and it can also go beep-beep-boo. That's exactly right. So they've kind of got everything going except singer? Well, and guitar. They want guitar and singer. They want a guitar and a singer. Right. Okay. So, and clearly we're not allowed in the band. Well, I mean, I stuck around for a long time waiting to be invited to play, partially because my head was also stuck in the hole in the wall. And um, they didn't, they were just like, let's get you out of that wall. Well, look, if they're not accepting applications from Tim or Ted, maybe they'll accept it from Taj and Stash. These two new really awesome musicians. They just came in from San Francisco. They're just here looking to jam. They drive in a Conline van. Shout out Bruce Berry. They got some grass in the back and some D-juice. And they're Uh looking for a band to join. I mean, Ted, if anything, this is going to make it much harder for us to get in the band because these guys sound like the coolest guys in the world. Like, obviously, they were going to choose them. Oh, contraire, Tim. For Stash and Taj. Yeah. Is code for Taj and Tom, Tim, Tom, for Tad and it's us. Wait, since when? Since 
tomorrow. Oh, not yet. Oh, okay, good. I thought. Yeah, I, I, no. Sorry, a, you said that, and I was thought, like, I am. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay, we got our timelines mixed up. We got future and past mixed up again. <laughs> I'm talking about what could be. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. 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 I, I. Sorry. Since I've been practicing being father, I do have moments where I'm like, I'm Tim. I'm father. I'm Tim. I'm father. You know, it gets to a point where you're like, and who else am I? <laughs> you know. Basically, what you're saying is that like we would go undercoverish Taj. Do you say Taj and Taj? I think it's got to be Staz and Taj. I love this idea. I think it's a great idea. I think that, Ted, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I think we are getting a little bit off track. Okay. I'm only saying it because this is not normal for us. I'm hearing you say that we are already masquerading about you being my real dad at a fake reunion of me and my father tonight. At the beach house where yes. we're going to have smoked salmon and meet my stepbrother, Kyle. How could we take on, at the same time, becoming two personas called Staz and Taj in order to join Darby and Marvin's newly formed band, the Pilot Boys? Well, I think they've been playing for a little while, actually. But they're just deluding themselves now that it's going to be a thing, you know? <laughs> for and the- your concern, let me, just go, let me just go over this. Your concern is that... This is a little distracting and maybe even a little off topic and has nothing to do with Teb. No, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm only worried about time energy and spiritual energy and uh, cosmic energy. All I'm saying, Ted, all I'm saying is one thing at a time. I like, look, I think tonight's dinner with your dad, it's going to be funny, 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 in and out. Uh, Shout out Elon. We just own his A. Do it. Get in. Have fun. Tomorrow we wake up. It's all over. Prank concluded, never hear from your dad ever again. Shout out the last 20 years of your life. And then we go on with this plan. I'm just saying because like right now you say Staz and Taj and immediately my brain's like, okay, sunglasses. We got to go sunglass shopping. We got to get Ray-Bans. Mm. Like, okay, well, what kind of fedora? I want a leopard print fedora. Like, oh, they're coming from San Francisco. Probably one of them should have a cool vest. One of them should have a walking stick with a wizard carved into the face. One of them should have black Austin Powers boots. One of them should be carrying an old-timey radio. One of them should have long, long hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them should have little circular John Lemon glasses, and they're yellow like a lemon. I love that. We go in and we just blast them. Like, you're shredding the riffs, and I'm howling. Yeah, you're sucking and blowing on the sax, and I'm blowing on the other end. Or it's like, I imagine you're playing guitar like Mike Ronson, and I'm I'm like David Bowie, you know, just chewing on the strings while you're playing. I'm aching your leg while you, you're shredding, you know, just like a little doggy, like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. You're just like pumping that Van Halen solo. Wee, wee, wee. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And you're like, wee, wee, wee. Yeah, or like, you're shredding on your guitar so hard, and then at one point you hit this like crazy note, and you you put it on the ground and you sit on it and you kind of start scooting around on it like when a dog rubs its A on the carpet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And meanwhile, I'm just like got the whole microphone in my mouth. Yeah, and then I think like mid-solo, like a real tasteful zone out. Yeah, drum solos are great because that's when the whole band zones out. I'm up there strutting like Mike Jagger. You're like Kirk Richards except like 10 times more scarves. Like Lenny Kravitz level scarves. Like you know how Johnny Depp is mostly scarves now? Yes. More scarves. Like you just kind of look like the dumpster man from Mulberry Drive. But scarves. That's the Taj look. That's the Taj look, exactly. I call it the Taj Mahal. And, Ted, great opportunity for clowning. Yeah, it's true. Because scarves. Well, that you might know... be a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, right, right. Oh, this we is might have to work on a backstory bit. Gosh, we're proving my pee here. It is just too much fun to talk about being Staz and Taj. All right. I don't know what to tell you. This is one of the best ideas I've ever heard in my life. But. <laughs> 
me culpa if I'm off the mark here, but yes. it feels to me like maybe you're a little trying to find a reason to avoid talking about the dinner. I'm just no. saying it's a it's a little it's a little no. like it's a great idea, but I'm just saying like I get it. The dinner's coming up. We've why, been prepping why would all I week. Be nervous. It's a joke. I know it's a joke, but even like you don't think clowns get nervous? No, I just I just like the idea of being someone carefree, like a San Francisco hippie type. You know? I know hard rock hippie. I know. Like Taj doesn't care about his dad. I know. Maurice, who left him in France. And Staz has a great relationship with his dad, but, like, his dad, unfortunately, died on the way to get him a present. Right. You know, I just think, like, Taj has a lot to offer me. No, Ted, I want to just tell you right now. Tonight, the dinner with your dad <sighs> is going to go great. All right. I'm nervous, I admit. Okay, thank you. See, it's okay, Ted. We have this, Ted. We have this on lock. You'll be there, Daddy. I will be there as Tim and as your new stepfather, the professor. Okay. Don't you think Gerald and Kyle will like Taj more than they'll like Ted, though? Wouldn't they want to have a salmon bake with him more than they want to have... An awkward reunion with crybaby Ted. First of all, what your dad did to you is on him. That was his problem, and it has nothing to do with you. It's fine. I don't care anymore. No, no, listen to me. Listen to me. You don't need to apologize for his behavior. The way he treated you is unacceptable, and it was um, incredibly damaging, and... The fact that you have done as well as you have in your life, which is really well, is a testament to you, not to him. And he is the one who should be embarrassed. Number two, this is all a big joke. It's It's a a joke. joke. It doesn't really matter because we're pranking him. We are pranking. It's just a joke. And imagine his face when he sees you show up with a new daddy, a stepfather who is a professor at Oxford. Yeah, okay. Thank you for contextualizing this for me. We got this. And I look, I'm going to take ownership for this too, Ted, because I introduced some doubt up top about the idea of telling your dad that we have a number one podcast and how that could open us up to debunking. Sure. But I think the other ideas you've had to say to him are fantastic. I mean, telling him that you're an amazing figure skater? Well, it's unprovable. It's warm. He can't say, show me. I'm good at luge. I think there's no way for him to know whether or not you won that Lego championship last year at the fair. He'd have to check the statewide Lego magazine that goes out, and I don't think he's going to. No, I think that one's pretty foolproof. There's no way he can tell that I'm a Beatport Top 100 DJ, because they all have weird names. I could be any one of them. Exactly. DJ Snake XX Little Uh Uh-huh. DJ Suck. Yep. DJ French Well, and Ted, crucially, he's going to have no way of knowing whether or not you're allowed in the Best Buy because we know he's never been to that Best Buy. We would have seen him. We would have seen him. Do we work at the Best Buy? Interesting. As far as he knows, you are the manager at Best Buy. Ooh. Me likey. I'm feeling a little bit better about being Tep Ted Steiner right now. And, and, and I think I do too, as your dad. Yeah, you do too. I got you a job there in your retirement. You know, Gerald, the only thing I could find that would possibly measure up to the world of academia was the work of sorting dongles at the Best Buy. Yes, Gerald. Father and I managed the local store. 
We've got a few POS employees that we must simply push around. One's a little bow wow doggy called Randy. Yes. And you know, Gerald, <laughs> you know fish, so I'll tell you something about raising dogs. You have to be stern. Mine and must be at firm. times it can feel even a bit cruel. Ted, you can back me up on this. Um, when you have a pup, it is very tempting to say, oh, he didn't mean to chew up the slippers like that. Oh, he didn't mean to make a mess. No, he didn't mean to, but he also can't be allowed to do it. So, it is very important that you bring them to heal Gerald. A bit more of that red, if you don't mind, Gerald. Uh, now, where was I? Oh, yes. If a dog is bad, I'm afraid you must put your foot down. <laughs> yes, Daddy. And we have had to lay down the law, unfortunately, kennel duty for some and free roaming for others. You know, yes, a dog simply doesn't understand English, Gerald. The only thing it understands is the firm hand of the alpha. And consistency, Gerald, consistency. Rule is not rule if it's not enforced. <laughs> Excuse me. And so you see, we had to we've, we've had to be very stern with them. It's part of the management, uh, Gerald. You're a freelancer, I'm sure, so you don't quite get this either. But when you are responsible for a bunch of people. You have to become someone else. Yes, Gerald. Sometimes it requires us to be the bad guy. Uh, shout out Billy Eyelash. Billy Eyelash. Now, to be clear, I never raised my hand to the boy. But a stern word and a growl will always suffice. And you know, uh, Gerald, it's been difficult because poor Randy's getting married again and I was actually just about to fire him because of performance issues, you understand. Shout out uh, Bronson and Stefan. Oh, sorry. Actually, I should make sure not to say shout out Bronson and Stefan. Yeah, we're going to have to work on that. It's difficult. You're not interested in talking to him about the OnlyFans yet? Uh, well, look, I mean, I could send him the link ahead of time. No. No, nah. maybe don't do that. Maybe yeah. don't. Um, I'd prefer to be the manager at Best Buy. No, sure. I think I have an idea of how to how to tie these things in, though, because Bronson and Stefan are going to come up. Shout out Stefan and Bronson. Exactly. It's hard to stop. I think if we are to just, you know, expand our creative world here teensy bit for the sake of coverage. Maybe we can say that Stefan and Bronson are your sons? Well, they do get an allowance. But see, the issue is then that that would make Gerald their granddad. No, I'm their granddad. You're their granddad. Yeah, right, because I'm your dad. They're adopted sons. No. Okay. So what is that? Huh. I think you had them with my daughter, Darby. Darbet. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't want Darby to be the mummy. No, I mean, his ex-wife didn't even want him. I'd rather Gareth, to be honest. You okay. Know, if I was going to co-parent with anyone. I, I understand it's that. It's a big decision, you know? And who could handle Stefan and Brunson besides Gareth? I mean, Darby couldn't handle them at all. But Gareth, no. you know, he could be there for them in a way that I couldn't. You know, he could teach them things that I couldn't. Okay, I'm fine with that. But now we have the question of what to do with Darby and Marvin. Oh, they're my sons. Yeah. From a previous marriage. The reason why you have a new son. Gerald, it's what the Yanks call a do-over. Seems like you've had one, Gerald. Wink, wink. Shout out, Kyle. Yes. So just to recap, you and I are going to show up in, I guess, should we take the ice cream van? I think that's probably a good way to enter, you know, with the gimme the beat boys sound. Ooh, wait a minute, though. We said we were the manager at Best Buy, so really we would be driving a Geek Squad van. Well, let's just paint the ice cream van blue. I think that's good. Or we leave it white and we just say, fresh off the lot, Gerald. You ever seen a raw Geek Squad van? I'm the manager. I can show you the raw van. Oh, you know what? I should remember. I should remember to get some baby 
baby pictures of Darby. He's got some around here somewhere because it would be great if he says, well, how do I know Darby is your son and not your same-aged friend you live with? It'd be great to have a baby picture. Yeah, yeah. And just, we don't need baby pictures of, of Marvin. I mean, even someone who doesn't know Marvin isn't going to care. Yeah. So we show up in the van. I think probably uh, we. I think we do the very cool move, Ted, which is we wait in the car for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the front. This is also some classic sunship art of war stuff. Like let them come to you. Mm-hmm. Now we talked last week about the dad electric and about how your dad pushed you into the water, and as your new stepdad, I pulled you out of the water. Right. I really think we should heighten the seas, the contradictions. Like, Gerald has dark hair, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got the blonde wig. One time he came to a school play that I put on, and he didn't recognize me and didn't realize which of the people I was in it because my costume was so good. And he complimented um, my nemesis rather than me. Okay, I can make a point of that if I can being like, I always know which one is my son. Uh, can you say, wow, Ted, what a not expert. I've never seen someone tie one like that. Gerald, did you know that Ted is a not expert? I've never seen someone tie a knot as proficiently as he can. I like that. Can you talk about the mini figurines that I paint? How proud you are of how I got the eyeball on it? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Gerald, I generally love the stupid little figurines that Ted paints, but I really love how he gets the eyeballs to look so... Uh, real? Bright? Wide. 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 Yeah. Uh, What about this one? I'm looking at the list you gave me here. Um, You know, Gerald, one thing I love is when Ted tells me about his, what does this say? Tells me, I can't read your handwriting. Dancer quest. It's my fantasy world setting where dance is the power. Right. Wow, Gerald, I love it when Ted tells me about Feather Quest, his fantasy world where dance is the power. Mm. Okay, good. Um, Is there anything else I should know? Don't mention Abba, particularly not Dancing Queen. Right. That's the song my mother put on when she left. Right, okay. That's what she was going to do with the rest of her life. Don't say um, slot car set. We don't talk about the 1996 slot car set incident. Okay, slot car. Got it. Abba, slot car. It says here I'm not supposed to mention pegs, like on bicycles, like bike pegs. Yep. Okay, got it. I'll put this on the list of safe topics. Okay, yeah. ACDC, how great are they? Very great. Okay. Ford versus Holden. Say you're a Ford man. Okay. Now, Ted, we're dancing around the main thing here, which is the pretend forgiveness and the psych out. Right. That's the crescendo. That's the main course. Do you want to, and I know this has kind of been a tricky one, do you want to rehearse the reveal? (sighs) Yeah, we should. I mean, we should. I don't want to, but yeah, we'll just get it over with. Just, I, I just think rehearsal always pays off, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rehearsal always pays off. It's always a good idea. Okay, so let's Even let's if you feel it. like you've done it a million times. This will be so, so funny. Dinner has happened. I'm probably like sucking a chicken bone dry and patting my stomach yeah. and having one last glass of claret. And why don't you be him and I'll be you? That's a great idea. And then you can show me what to do. Exactly. Okay, so here's how I think it's going to go. Jared will say... Ted, I'm really glad you took the time to see me and I wish that it had happened sooner, but I'm trying to make peace with the fact that it hasn't. And uh, I'm just really grateful you're here. I just want you to know that if there's anything I've done to cause this space between us, I, uh, I'm so sorry. Can I respond as you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I think is what you would say here is probably just like, if there's anything you've done, you said you want me to come here to reconcile, but I see you have done no work. You've done no work, Dad. If you're saying to me, if there's anything I've done, are you kidding me? 
You think I wanted to be estranged like this? You think I wanted to not have this presence in my life for 20 years? You think I was just waiting saying, oh, geez, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened. No, I know what happened, Dad. You pushed me in the water over and over and over again. And and couldn't have been clearer that it wasn't what I wanted. It couldn't possibly have been clear. What was I possibly doing that indicated to you that that was in any way okay for me? And then we drift apart. We live our lives. I figure I'll never see you again. And then we finally have this chance to reconnect. And you say to me, oh, and if there's anything I did to make it more difficult, <laughs> f*** you, Dad. You're right. You're right, and I'm wrong. I, I shouldn't have. I thought I was doing, I thought I was making it tough. But all I was doing was pushing you away from me, literally. Why did I need to be tough? Why was it so important that I be tough? And, and don't say to prepare yourself for life, because you know what? The most traumatic thing that's happened to me in my life was you pushing me in. The toughest thing I've had to deal with was that. That thing that was supposedly making me tough for what? Nothing in my life. Because, because, because I what? didn't understand you, Ted. I didn't understand who you were. I wanted you to be this man with me, like me. I wanted to take you fishing and know you had my back. I wanted us to be number one and number two. But you were so into, like, theater and TV and things that made me feel weird. And I just thought, there's no way this guy is going to survive that world. And so I did what my dad did to me. You know, he took me camping and he'd just leave me there. He'd say, survive, walk home, walk home. And I did. I walked home every time. And, and I walked my way back into his life over and over again until I learned how to walk into this world and make a successful business for myself and grow my life. And so I needed to, I needed to give that to you. And I, I, I messed up. You didn't ask for that. I see that. You didn't ask for that. There was no part of you that needed that. There was only a part of me that needed that because that was what was done to me. I've never really heard you talk about Grandpa. He's always just seemed like such a nice old man. He was to you. He should have seen the hunting trips. I mean, the amount of animals I saw that man kill with his bare hands, the way he'd look at me, the way he bossed me around, the way he treated Grandma. Are you kidding me? I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it still doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't. I, Look, I'm agreeing with you. there's a part of me, Dad, that wants so bad to just forgive you and just to say, it's okay. Like, it's fine. It's, it's I forgive you and I'm okay. And, and, and there's a part of me that feels really bad about what Grandpa did to you. And, and there's a part of me that feels guilty because it's like, well, you went through that and now I'm, and now maybe I'm doing that to you. But I just, I can't, I just can't, I can't forgive you that easily. And I wouldn't want you to. I wouldn't want you to forgive me that easy. I, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't ask for it. You can be angry as long as you want. I'll always be a dad. I don't want to lose any more time. Neither do I, but that's on me and not on you. I'm sorry I didn't reach out sooner. I don't want to hear you say sorry again. I'm sorry. And then is this the point, Ted, where you do gotcha or when do you do gotcha? Well, I'm thinking, is it gotcha or... Alrighty then. Or maybe little, 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 little. What about opposite day? No, 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 Ted. Not. The Borat not. Borat not. And then I say my wife, and then I think we probably get out of there. Yeah, we'd have to run at that point. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's all the time we 
have for this week's show, folks. Thank you. I feel ready for dinner tonight. Folks, Ted, POS Dad, he's not letting us record at the dinner, or else, of course, we'd be recording tonight. But hey, next time you hear from us, we are going to have just had the dinner. And I cannot wait to break down top 10 family apps. Have you ever wanted to track the whereabouts of your entire family? Well... We're going to have an expose on that next week. That's right. Ted's got a really exciting in-depth look at how to use the Find My Friends app to keep tabs on those special people in your life. I'm especially interested in the part that allows you to do it to people who maybe are so special that they don't know that you're tracking them. Absolutely. Hint, hint, Apple. Can we have a Find My Wife feature? (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I got to get ready. I've got to start stuffing some pillows into this suit. Shout out Darby, by the way. Thank you for taking me to the thrift store to buy this giant suit. He doesn't want anything to do with this plan, so I told him it was for me when I die. (laughs) I'm just going to be hacking toothbrushes in half. Oh, good idea. Good use of your time. Yeah. Gosh, I really do hope that Elon doesn't call on us to go to Mars before we have this dinner, Ted. Should we bring him a bottle of D-Juice and some flowers? I think it'd be good to bring him a bottle of D-Juice, but I think maybe we could put it into a bottle of wine. Yeah, that's a good idea. And if he says it tastes funny, we'll just say it's biographical. Yeah, it's bi- bi- yeah uh, exactly. All right, folks. Hey, we will see you next week. Catch you then. Oh, Ted, in addition to working at the Best Buy and um, having two babies named Darby and Marvin, I also mm. think that my professor dad was friends with my dad. Yeah, I think so, definitely. You know, he always told me he was sorry he didn't reach out to Tim before he died. Oh, it haunted him. He regretted everything he did in his life. And he never knew a moment of peace.